A note. Following advice from work-life imbalance may lead to action being taken by HR, your family, the authorities, or higher powers. Welcome to Work Life and Balance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your monstrous manager, Frank Eastman. And I'm your lovable office companion, Derek Lewis. Today, we'll be discussing getting laid off in the deep dive before we answer an audience question and an issue from the internet. But first, time for the daily stand-up. What you got for me, Franklin? Today, I have possibly the most Deep South thing I have ever seen. Okay, I'm guessing something... Well, we talked about moonshine last week, so I'm guessing it's not moonshine. Um, I was was downtown here in the city itself and pulled up to a light and up beside me pulled a, a gentleman on a, a motorized bicycle okay of uh, a very large and impressive make uh he was a a relatively beardly gentleman and he had a, a vest on that suggested he belonged to a motorcycle club okay the name of which was the haints the haints the haints (laughs) now that in and of itself is a southernism that most people outside of the south is not going to get right at the exact same time the cross traffic was a guy on a horse-drawn carriage wearing a sleeveless t-shirt of the american flag a cowboy hat and his horse had a baseball cap on. Oh my god. Oh. And I was like, Jesus man, Christ. this if I had a chance to get my phone out, this was going to be the single most southern thing I think I have ever seen. <laughs> I mean, any one of those things on its own is is relatively southern, but yeah, seeing them all in, in one uh one block radius. I'm surprised there wasn't some sort of alarm going off. Like, especially in a city like Birmingham, where they're trying to kind of slough off that uh, truly southern appearance, like some sort of like disgusting pupa that they would like to turn into a uh, a real city instead. But uh, yeah, that that sounds like a that sounds like a smorgasbord of southern. I'm not going to call it charm. Uh, southern predilections. Yeah, <laughs> faintly in the distance, I could almost hear Leonard Skinnerd. <laughs> I'm surprised that that it was faint. <laughs> Frankly, you know, uh, there there have been a, a number of motorcycles that I've seen that uh, essentially the the riders themselves have like really powerful speakers built into the bikes, so they'll be blasting music so that even them through their you know ear protection and helmet can hear. 
which means <laughs> which means that anybody next to them in traffic is getting like a 500 decibel assault on the senses. You so. could hear Freebird for miles. <laughs> you could hear it echoing through the Appalachian Mountains. It was it was very southern though. Yeah, it was uh I was just surprised like it was it was one of those things where I had stopped to admire the haints as as <laughs> a thing that you would not see in any other state. And then of course the the horse drawn carriage had to come by with the cowboy hat and the baseball hat on the horse and I was like, "Geez, this is <laughs> this is peak south." For uh, for those of our listeners who are not familiar with southern slang, uh haint is just a a ghost or spirit, right? Yeah, yeah, that's just a, a very southern southernism for for a haunt. Uh, mm-hmm. So <laughs> don't don't go in my trailer. It's hainted. There's a haint in there. <laughs> you saying there ain't a haint? No, I say there is a haint. There is a haint in there. It ain't hainted. <laughs> that's that's what I like most about my trailers. Uh, if they ain't hainted. Yeah, I mean that's on the listing. For for most if, trailers that I'm looking at, <laughs> I look I'm looking for two things, three things, uh, working toilets, you know, so they they don't have the outhouse, uh, ain't hainted, and possum free, or fairly possum free. Like I was gonna say, I, I think possum free <laughs> in its entirety is something of a large order. Right? Yeah. Um, I I prefer my possum in the fridge, you know, waiting to be cooked for dinner rather than uh. <laughs> rummaging around my my dry goods <laughs> see and that's that's why your house can at best be only partially possum free because you got to include the stuff in the deep freeze that's true yep <laughs> i don't know man i don't think i could kill any possums with my camry <laughs> <laughs> you just there's a there's a series of bumps and then jessica looks back and just yells go faster Derek!" all you did was make it angry man and okay so let's get on the topic of possums for a second number one the possums that we have are extremely extremely violent and extremely angry and they do not like to be to be messed with the the second thing i'll say about possums is that i am now after reading you know doing some research I am now 100% on board with having as many possums as we need because one single possum can eat up to 5,000 ticks per tick season. That well, is... Shit, yeah. Bring on the possum. It's kind of like how, you know, I, I, I still don't love spiders, but, you know, back when I thought they were just like, you know, killing a, a fly or two, you know, I, I was not really on board. But, you know, spiders kill like a shit ton of bugs. And you know, the same thing with possums. You know, possums, you know, will eat five thousand ticks in a single tick season. And uh yeah, I <laughs> I am so glad because there is a there's a breed of tick called a lone star tick that has made its way to Alabama. And Oh no, is it is it the one I'm thinking of? Yes. And I have Never been so terrified of something so small, other than like you know the food poisoning bacteria. But that <laughs> that one uh, can't really at see least, that one coming. At least that kills you or lets you be after a while, right? But the Lone Star Tick, it has an enzyme that if it gets in your blood, there is a chance 
that you could become allergic to red meat. No. Allergic to red meat. No. <laughs> like I can there there are things that are approaching worse than death. And that is <laughs> and, and and I'm not even really playing like that is like number four on the list because the thing is, A, I love red meat. Like, there are very few things that are red meat related that I don't enjoy. And so so not only can you not eat red meat, but you can't eat other similar proteins. So proteins in milk. Oh, so no. Milk, cheese, any type of dairy product is right out of the fucking window. Um, I've, you, you also... I've been on a low-carb diet, Derek. You just have said, <laughs> Frank, you are no longer allowed to eat anything. Yeah, you, you, are, you can no longer sustain a low-carb diet. But no, that, that, is, that is terrifying because there are so many things like, like pork is relatively out of the question. Um, any type of deer, like, like any red meat at all, you are just fucked. Like even chicken can sometimes cross the threshold into uh into being too I don't know, too much like red meat. And the thing is, I had a serious scare about a month ago. You know, somebody somebody, you know, one of my family members had taken their dog out for a run or something in the park and they had come back and they thought they looked checked him over for ticks and make sure everything everything was fine. Well I was sitting at my family's house and I, I had jeans on and I felt something crawling on my leg. And I was like, oh God, I got an like ant or something. Pull up my pant leg, fucking lone star tick sitting up oh, just no. crawling up my leg. You talk like It was coming for you, Derek. This is like about to open the airlock and finding a hole in your suit before you open the <laughs> airlock. That's really what it felt like. I was and and it didn't bite me. I, I got it before it had a chance. But like, if I could have found a blowtorch, I would have ended that fucker right then and there. Um, plus, they're fucking impossible to kill. Like, uh, you know, I, I took like a, a paper towel and smashed it, and then it crawled right out of it. Oh, it was a, it was a terrifying time. God, <laughs> just the the Terminator theme song is now playing in my head. <laughs> As I'm driving away from the house, you see a, a shot of it, like, coming up out of the trash can and, yeah, slowly making its way. God. Dun, but no, dun, I, I dun, hated dun, ticks before. Like, I didn't, you know, I didn't want Lyme disease. Like, you know, <laughs> it's not like there like are other. Yeah, it's it's not exactly great to be bit by a tick no matter what. But I sure as fuck do not want this, like, anti, this, this red meat allergen. If... if <laughs> Like like I said, things worse than death. It is it is it is only below a very small set of things. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine me, Frank? If I actually had to go like vegan, like raw vegan, like couldn't trust anything vegan. I mean, what what would my personality be? I mean, a I'd lose weight, so like. I, I it, things would change drastically, but also like I wouldn't have any like muscle definition. Instantly, you would you would be talking about your diet like five thousand percent more than you are now, which is unconscionable. Like, <laughs> oh no! But so to to wrap that back, possums are okay in my book. Uh, they still sometimes carry rabies, which 
not as not as great, but uh, <laughs> it's you not know, great either. but I we like you know our our show endorses raccoons often, and you know the they have rabies sometimes, so I think we can kind of let the possums into the fold. Um, they are marsupials, so I guess they could be let into the pouch. Um, I like it. But, I uh, like it. And, yeah. and I mean, it's already it's it's kind of becoming a meme. The the cute ugly possum, like <laughs> they're so hideous as they they start to swoop back around and and enter the cute territory again. So I think I think possums are okay with the work life and balance podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll put that on a sticker somewhere. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a shirt <laughs> approved by the Work Life and Balance podcast, and we'll just start sticking them on possums, and then they'll be like, "How did you guys end up getting rabies again?" <laughs> we have no idea. We... <laughs> no clue. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> Another news: there are about fifty possums out there with stickers on them. <laughs> <laughs> All of them been sticker stuck. Uh, you want to get to um, the deep dive, Derek? Let's do that, Franklin. <laughs> Frank, the deep dive today is about getting laid off or fired. <laughs> do you have anything to say about this particular topic? You, you can go right oh, to Frank, hell, Derek, for bringing this up. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm still oh. sensitive about it. That's a tender place with me at, at this particular juncture in time. Do you want to uh, regale us with the <laughs> the redacted version uh, of your story, or do you want to get to the topic in general? Let's just get to the topic in general. I got a lot of <laughs> got a got a lot of pent up rage. Got a, got some bad feelings. So l- let me ask this: you, you know, whenever at, at the top of the episode you were talking about. Uh, the, the topic is getting laid off, and I kind of generalized to getting laid off or fired. Is there a significant difference between the two? Like, if you are laid off versus you are fired, is there a significant difference, or is it just semantics? In, in like, there's a significant difference in, in a lot of different ways. Um, okay. One, a termination doesn't look great, but in most states, it's it's difficult for anybody to get that information, or, or really any information about you. They, It's kind of the flip side of, of all the union busting that they've been doing um, through, you know, through the last couple decades or so. Right. Um, but with, with a, a layoff, usually, especially when you get into some of the higher positions, you'll get like a, a nice little landing pad. They'll give you a, a, maybe a little severance and a couple weeks pay or something like that so that mm-hmm. it makes it a little easier. When you get fired, you're just shown the door and you'll get paid for up to your last day and that's pretty much it. Mm. So okay. so during a layoff you've usually got a little bit more time, there's a little bit more cushion, it's a little less of a a frantic scramble uh especially right. if if you're offered some sort of severance package uh from the organization. Yeah. I I can see that and you know it definitely seems that you know for the most part when people refer to being laid off or something like that, it's still it's still a, a, a bitter pill to swallow, um, but it's not necessarily ain't fun, Derek. Ain't fun. I, <laughs> I know, I know, Franklin. <laughs> uh, I know that it's uh, it's still not not a fun time, but 
at, at least there's some there there's less of a negative connotation. Um, I mean, obviously, if you were fired, that that's kind of a instant negative connotation. Like if you oh, were yeah. fired, um, I mean, obviously, there there could be a lot of extenuating circumstances. Like you know, somebody who was employing you was was a dick and just fired you out of spite, things like that. But um, I would say most people that get fired fire are are fired because of you know, some sort of performance reason or they made a big mistake or something that means they done fucked up. Yeah. So, so I guess getting laid off is a little bit softer of, and, and, and like you said, it definitely looks different uh, or, or sounds different when you explain it saying, yeah, I got fired from that job for, you know, <laughs> for stuffing all the French fries in my mouth before I gave them to customers versus I was laid <laughs> off versus I was laid off for stuffing all the french fries in my mouth before giving them to customers. Um, may, maybe not in that particular Because the second case. one, they, you know, they sort of uh, demoed it in a couple of markets. Uh, <laughs> the response was that people weren't necessarily getting on board with the pre-chewed french fry offering, and the organization decided they needed to right-size by eliminating the position of French fry stuffer. <laughs> and the other one is, you got fired for being a nasty goddamn animal. <laughs> See? Just just that, that one change of phrase, I think, makes all the difference. So, personally, I have not had a lot of experience with, with getting fired and getting laid off. Um, you know, I've, I've like, like we've talked mm-hmm. about, I think, in the... <laughs> the... the uh, episode before last, you know, I had worked at a grocery store and then a fast food clerk and then, then a, a short order cook and um, a couple of different uh, retail jobs, then HR, then software developer, software developer, software developer, software developer, software developer. Um, been a number of jobs, you know, between, between uh, when I started and now. But the only time I've actually been been let go was from Circuit City. And let let me tell you this, like Circuit City, as much as people like goof about Circuit City, um, our our store, uh, store 3291 power. Um, (laughs) Is it sad that 11 fucking years later, I still remember our store number? Um, Yes, it is. But but go on. But uh, but yeah, like there was a time when it was actually a pleasure to work at circuit city. Like there is a lot of very valuable skills that I learned while working at circuit city. Like I, before I started working at circuit city, I was essentially just a a pure introvert. Like I didn't know how to talk to people. I'm not saying that my, my public speaking skills are super exceptional. Now I I think I say, uh, every other syllable, but you know, it definitely taught me a lot and it taught me how to present myself. It did inflict me with a particular ailment called customer representative phone call voice. So anytime, <laughs> and and this has been this way, I haven't worked at Circuit City in 11 years. I haven't worked in a true customer service representative role in like 10 years, but I guess I did help desk. So it's it's kind of in the ballpark. You know, you get a call and it's like, Thank you for calling Circuit City. This is Derek speaking. How may I help you? <laughs> and my and to this day, my wife says that I still sound exactly fucking like that, no matter who I'm talking to. I'm like, uh, hello, this is Derek. Well, how can I help you? 
<laughs> that is an affliction that I will that that will haunt me for a long time. Uh, will hate me. Um, <laughs> I managed but, to not actually work in any customer service roles for obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. So. I really enjoyed working in Circuit City. Like there were there were a lot of things that were great about working about working there. They actually did like some really cool promos for a while where if you sold a certain amount of like, you know, PC gear with accessories and and, and stuff, uh one summer, I mean, I think I I racked up like 8 or 900 bucks worth of computer gear. Like I completely upgraded like my PC and my video cards and all this kind of shit um off of like sales promotions that I got from Circuit City. So there was a time when they were actually fantastic to work for, but then they started to change. Then they started, um, you know, to kind of look at their bottom line and be a little bit, bit, a little bit more worried about things. And, you know, I was going to, I was going to college at the time, so I couldn't necessarily work like full, full time. Like I was, I was doing part time, um, and I was married to Jessica at the time. So we, we needed all the hours and money we could get. Well, you know, they offered this, uh, this like senior associate position that I'd been turning down for, for years because I didn't, I didn't want the extra uh, hours, but it just so happened I could swing it from then on out. And so May 31st of 2007, I get promoted to this job, to the senior associate and June 7th, 2007, they pulled me into the office and say, we're eliminating, eliminating the position. You can either go you can either become a manager or you have to quit today. And I'm like, what the fuck? You mean to tell me if I hadn't taken that fucking promotion, gotcha, I still could Derek. work here? We gotcha. Oh, God. And so I, I had to quit. Like, it was either, I mean, my choices were quit or <laughs> become a Circuit City employee for the rest of my fucking life. And that was not what Derek Lewis wanted to do. But no, so, you know, it it was a pretty shitty scenario and you know, I, I couldn't I couldn't be demoted, like they wouldn't let me move to another position. So in essence, you know, I promoted myself into being out of a job. Um so that and that weirdly was weirdly enough, that's that is often how it goes. Cause uh yeah. you know, most of my career has been in project management, and project right. management, as I like to say, is the process of meticulously documenting exactly why you got laid off. Right. <laughs> and and usually it's, I told you so, this was a bad idea from the start, but you went ahead and, and did it anyway, listen. and now right. we don't have any money and I'm getting laid off. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and generally what the, the process has been that I have found that I will take uh, a position that is, is more uh, responsibility in terms of uh, soft skills, management and things like that, and and then the moment the money disappears, they that's the person that they're coming to cut, right? And I and I know that's the case. I know that's how it goes. But foolish me, I I always make that grab for the power, and then it burns <laughs> me again and again, Derek. I was about to say, like I I think it's just that you build up, you you forget how bad you were hurt last time, and you start to trust people again, and then you you let people into your heart. And then they crush you, and then you say to yourself, "Never again." <laughs> this one was this one was fairly well. I think probably the record. Like the last time it happened, and I allowed myself to be moved into sort of a management position. 
uh, it took about a year before uh-huh. uh, there was a downturn, and and they you know went looking for somebody that they could uh, they could downsize out. Uh, this right. time, I I went into the new role, went on vacation for a week, <laughs> was back for two days, and was walked out of the building. I mean, I, obviously that is that is heartbreaking. I mean, I'm not necessarily completely heartbroken about it. I've I've got enough contacts and stuff in the city that I'm hoping I can I can kind of land on my feet. So it's it's right. not fun by any stretch of the imagination. It's it's more the sort of being left in a limbo state, right? Uh, you know, because right now every every expenditure when when you're in a situation <laughs> like this, you're like, eh, do I really need that light? <laughs> nah, that's all right. I'll just be dark. Just in general, yeah. Let, let's just go in the dark. I mean, whenever, whenever your your income is kind of cut off like that, essentially, whatever amount you have is basically like water in a bucket, and every single thing you do, you're just draining a little bit of the of water out of that bucket, and without more water going in, eventually it will run dry, and things will get bad. And that, that is a terrifying scenario to me. And I, I don't mean, <laughs> I'm not meaning to like, why are y'all flushing that toilet so much? You need to, <laughs> need to knock that off. Save, uh, save that water. We got to save the environment. <laughs> I'm not trying to expose you to uh, immersion therapy. Uh, <laughs> talking about how, how much this, uh, this terrifies me, <laughs> but, but yeah, just, just that thought that like, because the thing is, like, I need an influx of cash to make my irresponsible spending work out. <laughs> like, <laughs> the moment, the moment the money stops, oh, Derek is fucked. So <laughs> let's let's keep that money rolling in. I mean, I don't make irresponsible choices with my money, Derek. Every single one of those bets on the corgi races were a sure thing. Oh. <laughs> uh, Daddy's little ankle biter was a sure bet, but but damn it if he didn't take a shit in the third lap. I was robbed. Oh. I was robbed. <laughs> Somebody fed him the wet food and didn't tell you. God, that's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> they could have risked they they risked your livelihood, Frank. And frankly, that's it's irresponsible. Not not you, the person who bet your your mortgage payment on the corgi races. It's the cheating bastards that tried to fix it. Exactly. Fixing a corgi race is about the lowest thing you can do. I mean, literally, they're very short dogs. <laughs> they got them stubby little legs. <laughs> uh, and the funny thing about this whole deal is, like, I got laid off. And I was actually kind of consoling my supervisor. Like, my boss was, I think, more <laughs> upset about the situation than I was. Because he wasn't really given a chance to make any sort of decisions or anything. I think he was just kind of handed a list and, like, this guy is gone this morning. Your boss was handed a list of people to let go? Yes. Yes. What the fuck? I had not accepted the position that I was in at first because I wasn't going to be working with the guy who was my supervisor. And, right. and him, like, we, we had a pretty good rapport, and previous mm-hmm. to that, because uh, they had offered me the position uh, a couple times over the course of the last 18 months or more, and right. 
you know, being me, I was like, nah, that sounds like a really fun <laughs> job that doesn't have a lot of very firm uh, results that I can point to and say, these are the things that I do here that right. make us money. <laughs> right. Not that it was not an important position. It's just, you know, sure. one of those sort of things. It's like, I'm a force right. multiplier. I make the the people that do the work do the work faster and better and stronger which are extremely important and and it's very apparent when they're not there <laughs> as somebody who is one of the forces that that gets multiplied in that equation if i don't have some i have a very bad like when the cat's away the mice will play syndrome and it's not intentional like i not like i got shit to you know that i that i want to do instead of work it's just that like Man, ain't nobody here. It'd be it'd be a waste if I worked and nobody saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just work twice as fast when they get back. Yeah. <laughs> Being that I had not not a lot of, you know, realistic demonstrable outputs and my direct manager was going to be uh someone in a, in another state completely. I was mm -hmm. like this sounds a lot like a job that someone gets right before they get laid off. And so I didn't accept uh, the job until they, they rectified that, that little issue because I was like, no, mm -hmm. I, I would like to keep the supervisor that I've got so that I can, you know, look him in the eye every day and, and he can see that I'm, <laughs> I'm doing the things that I'm being asked to do and those right. things are making things better in the office. And so I finally was like, yes, I will take this because I think I can make things here better by doing so. Uh, well... That is that is extremely unfortunate. Okay, so so we're we're getting a little short on time in this segment, but uh, real quick, what is the worst case of layoffs you have with you have witnessed firsthand? Layoffs or firings, either one. I mean, the worst case of layoffs that I've experienced firsthand was the time that I laid off everyone in an office. <laughs> non personally inflicted layoffs well i mean then it's any I mean, time I that i've been laid off that's been the worst layoffs i've ever seen <laughs> i mean one oh. time i will say i got i got laid off but i got laid off in in a way and at a time that i i didn't necessarily take the news well uh-huh uh, and I think there's still cracked brick around the door <laughs> of the office that i left quite literally, and I blame more their decision to have those very heavy iron doors. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm at least glad this time that, that it happened to you. <laughs> there was less, like, property damage. It, 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 yeah, it feels the, like you're maturing. <laughs> the National Guard did not get called. <laughs> At no point was I on top of a skyscraper, sort of waving at biplanes, holding some screaming woman. <laughs> Jesus Christ, get the meat! He's, he's loose! <laughs> We've got to get him out of the building! Release him into the forest where he belongs! <laughs> Back into the jungle from which he came. <laughs> the mist from whence the gorilla came. <laughs> Oh, all right. We'll get off this horrible subject, uh, th this painfully topical subject, and we'll take the elevator. Ooh, you 
you probably can't. Are you still allowed in the in the building now? No, they they took my beep card, Derek. I think we're gonna have to take uh, a short walk over to the recruiter's office. <laughs> All right, I'll go to accounting and I'll call you once I get there. All right, let me know how it is down there. <laughs> I'm sure they're all celebrating having saved my pittance of a salary. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Derek, you want to get to the review retrospective? Let's do that. All right, first one up. Great Conversation, five stars, by For Better or Worse Podcast. (laughs) This show is always a great listen. I love the conversation. You never know where their talks are going, and it's always fun to see where it ends up. Yeah, those those are from our... Wonderful friends, uh, Jason and Aaron Walker from the For Better or Worse podcast. They're awesome. I love the both of you. You're fantastic. It was a very pleasant review. And you're sweet as fucking sugar, and it makes me angry because... Yeah, I know. It's hard to be as nasty as we are. (laughs) This isn't easy. Uh, being this foul and vile takes a lot of work and I'm just mad that y'all don't have to do it. Uh, I know they're getting away (laughs) scot-free. They don't even have to drop a single F bomb. Nope. Next up comedy slash topic balance five stars by HR 1632. Hosts are fun and have varying topics that are interesting. They have great chemistry and create engaging content that I want to listen to. Can't wait for future episodes. Uh, HR 1632. Um, don't recognize who that is. It could be... It could be a listener, Derek. Could be a listener. See, that's the thing. It's it's been so long since we, we've had one we can't identify that I am I am now scarred, and I think the worst. And I think that the only people that that care to comment on our shit are the podcasters. Which it's, it's I, good I don't that hate. we have like a, a personal relationship with the people who listen to our show. Uh huh. And that we also listen to their show. Right. <laughs> it's a it is a two way street. I think we're just making uh, friends at that point, Derek. Oh, no. Oh, God, is that what I've been doing? And if there's oh, one God. thing I can't stand, <laughs> it's friendship. It's friendship. All right, Frank. Roll that theme music. Oh, I will, and I will take such pleasure in it, Derek. Just visualize me biting my lip sensuously. Fucking Christ, no. (laughs) Christ! (laughs) Are you shitting me? (laughs) Jesus, tap dancing Christ. I will not. (laughs) Gather round, kitties. Let me spin you a tale of audio adventure from two fat guys so pale. We found these shows and we laughed till we pooed. 
We've got a feeling that you'll like them too. The Indie Podcast Corner. All right, it is time for the Indie Podcast Corner. In this segment, we take a few minutes to tell you about a new podcast we've been enjoying that we think you'll enjoy too. This week's featured podcast is the Invasion of the Remake podcast. The hosts are Jason, Trish, and Sam. They're a movie-centric show that discusses films that have been remade and others that deserve a remake. So essentially, uh, you know, some of the ones they've they've talked about are RoboCop, War of the Worlds, um, Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman, which I did not necessarily know had been remade like that. That was that was news to me. But uh, I knew that it had been remade. I didn't know that RoboCop had been remade. Seriously? Yeah, that that's a recent one. Like RoboCop was in the last like two or three years. Like personally, I thought it fucking sucked, but uh compared to the source material, you know, the the original one is is unmitigated awfulness uh from a like a technical perspective, but it <laughs> we, it's classic we 80s schlock. Exactly, exactly. And this new one, it tried to capture it, but it didn't necessarily um, remember how to be charming. So it kind of kind of fell off. Um, but, you know, they, they essentially talk about the the original source material and the uh, the new remake and kind of compare and contrast and uh, say what worked better in the old one, what worked better in the new one. Um, it's a it's a really interesting concept overall. And they also propose re- remakes for, you know, some other movies. Uh, Things so, they want to see ruined? Essentially, that's what it turns out to be. Um, so they, they did, like, Arachnophobia, which I fucking disagree with. There is only... Not because the movie is, like, the highest quality, but because there does not need to be another complete and utter spider horror show yeah i like, can that barely is... go into my backyard as it is <laughs> no i look when i first got into my uh my new house and i saw one black widow outside i jessica had to stop me from burning the place down and calling it quits oh like, yeah i was seconds away did i tell you about going into the backyard and like i needed to go across the back porch to uh-huh. get to the fuse box because the uh, we had blown a fuse and I had uh-huh. been on the back porch maybe two hours earlier, just before sundown. And in the amount of time it took for the sun to set and me to blow that fuse between two uprights completely across the entirety of the deck, a garden spider had managed to make a web that was, I swear to God, 10 by 10. Wow. And it was only, like, I could barely see out there, and uh-huh. it was only because I just have a paranoid spirit that I know. Uh-huh. I know. Because my brain went, you can walk across your own back deck without anything jumping out and murdering you, of course. <laughs> and you knew, and in your I heart went, of hearts, that that was horseshit. <laughs> nah, brain. I should probably get a light so that I can see where I'm going. And I turned on the light. And lifted it up, and I was two feet away from walking into this fucking spider's web that was completely oh. encasing the goddamn deck. I was just like, Jesus. 
Nope, 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 nope. So the the people at Invasion of the Remake are not always right, but they they are interesting. They also had one for proposing a remake for Highlander and Night of the Demon, which I loved Night of the Demon. So like seeing a remake would be fantastic. And the cool part about them like talking about these is that that they actually kind of spitball like revamped plot lines and stuff like that and they also like recast uh the characters in like you know modern actors and stuff like that it's actually it's actually really cool uh the way they do it the only thing that i just about flipped the fucking table (laughs) was when they were talking about rec versus quarantine now i will say it is my favorite episode of theirs it is a fantastic episode and they get so in in depth into like rec that you know, I thought it was extremely well done, but goddamn it, Sam, REC is a good fucking movie. You, you, oh god, oh I'm getting hot, getting spicy. <laughs> Woo. Woo. So, but I'm no, just gonna, I, I, I want to say one thing. Uh huh. I want to take a temperature on this. Okay, Harry and the Hendersons. Isn't John Lithgow a creep now? I don't think we have to cast John Lithgow as John Lithgow again. Um, so, okay, if if we were recasting Harry and the Henderson, um, you would play the, the Bigfoot. <laughs> I would play Harry. Uh, no, no, I think, I think, you know, in this one, we're going to have to step it up a little bit. It's going to have to be a speaking role. It's going to oh, have to be Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Now... I know, I know you're fucking around here, but you are speaking my fucking language. Like, <laughs> I would, I would watch the Dwayne Johnson in a one hour long Betty Crocker commercial. Like, I don't give a, I don't give two shits what, what the rock is doing. I will watch him in anything. So, so, all right. Bigfoot will be, will be Dwayne Johnson. And then the uh-huh. father of the family, uh, will be Vin Diesel. And we're just going to redo the whole thing as a buddy action movie. Oh, God. And then at the end, they reveal that it's actually uh, the Fast and the Furious 9. Yeah, it'll be Fast and the Furious 13. Oh, God. Faster I mean, there is a pretty furiouser. there is some pretty sweet car stunts with uh, Harry hanging on the top of the car. So just like instead of being like a station wagon, be it like a fucking muscle car and you're you're on point. Exactly. Um, we'll make millions. Somebody will. Uh, once again, we have, we have veered off the road, uh, but they have almost 150 episodes, uh, as of this recording. So there's tons and tons of content. You know, they've been at it for quite a while. I think three years. So there's tons of, uh, content out there and it is all fantastic. Uh, you can find it on Twitter at, or you can find them on Twitter at invasion remake. Go check them out. Hello everybody. This is Jason and Aaron. And we are the hosts of the For Better or Worse podcast. Like most couples, we have pretty different tastes. There's a lot of things we agree on, of course, but it can be pretty difficult to find something to watch at the end of the day. She likes comedies, love stories, and dramas. And he likes anime, horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. So we both thought it would be fun to force each other to watch our favorite movies, shows, or anything else we can think of and record it here for you guys. The show is a lot of fun, and it's not always torture. Sometimes we actually come around to each other's side. We would love for you guys to give us a shot. 
So download For Better or Worse anywhere you listen to your favorite shows and join us in the fun. We can't wait to share our experiences with you. All right. Sorry, I got I got distracted. I think that went on longer than it needed to go on. <laughs> that's okay. That's just that's just more material that you can cut if you need to. Exactly. There's more shit that I have to take out of the goddamn episode. Most of that stupid <laughs> fucking story about me and the spider. No, dude, you are leaving that in. Oh man, that is beautiful. I mean, you know, maybe tighten it up a little bit, but <laughs> but that that is good content. Uh, you you can you can probably trim up my uh, my Circuit City story. That's there's some there's some filler in there somewhere. Luckily, I'll have some time on my hands. <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> it's good that you can joke about it, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> 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 laugh or cry. All you got to do is laugh or cry. All right, Derek, you want to get to an audience question? Not until I swallow this water, but now, now I'm ready. Why, when you're in discussions for a new job and they quote you the salary, do they tell you the amount of money you won't be making? Just tell me what I will be making after FICA attacks it so I can plan my life accordingly. Uh, mm. Sent in by Money Curious Melissa. From Brook Reading. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I get the point of this this question, but at the same time, like, I guess I really only had, like, one under-the-table job. Um, wait, I'm... Let me rephrase. That... <laughs> that sounds far more salacious than it was. Um, <laughs> one was of, it at a massage what, parlor, Derek? It was not. Uh, it was it was food related. That doesn't make it any better. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't want any <laughs> under the table goddamn food related job stories. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but no, I, I think that like taxes are something that that most people get like pretty accustomed to, as uh, <laughs> as it affects their bottom line. Now, I will say like your your taxes will change depending on like different life situations and stuff like that so like i i can see there's some variability but uh but yeah by and large i have not necessarily been surprised like if somebody says we're paying you sixty thousand, and all of a sudden you know i look at my paycheck and it ends up being like like 40 i'm not gonna charge into hr and or into accounting and be like where's my fucking money <laughs> give I mean... me the money the money Every is mine. single time, like the the tax stuff is is literally, and, it, and it's honestly so complex that it's like, okay, you've told me a number, right? And I have a reasonable idea of what that means to me on a day to day basis, mm -hmm. but I don't know exactly how to plan my fucking budget until after that first paycheck hits. Absolutely, absolutely, and and you know, depending on the, you know the the amount that you get paid like that sometimes can change. Like it may bump you into a different bracket. Of course that might 
I mean, I'm probably nowhere near getting into a new bracket, but you know that no, does that's, happen. That's sometimes. fun when you enter a new tax bracket just enough to make less than you had been making before. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's a son of a bitch. <laughs> that's 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 the price of success, right there. <laughs> and it tastes like ramen noodles. <laughs> <laughs> um, it tastes like dried beans and sadness. <laughs> And you know, I, I, speaking of which, I gotta write down on my shopping list here: dried beans. Oh, Frank, you're killing me! I'll buy you some <laughs> high quality ramen noodles. I know where to get the good stuff. Oh I yeah, can... you got you got some of those. Uh, that I got the hookup. <laughs> oh, oh goodness. Um, no, but I I can I can understand that being uh quite. You know, quite frustrating. And also, you know, it kind of, uh, I didn't think about this, but the, the difference between like contract work and actually like being employed, you know, that can be like a, a big shock because, you know, if you are contracting, like you're probably just getting the gross. So, I mean, you're probably getting pretty, glo- pretty, pretty gross if you're working from home. But, Indeed. uh, but yeah, so, you know, if you make, if they, they say you know, we're going to give you $60,000 for, you know, this contract or something like that, like they, they literally will give you $60,000 because you're not an employee. You are just somebody that they're paying for work. And which, I mean, I, I guess that when you say it out loud like that, it doesn't necessarily sound different, but it's, but it's wildly different because um, they don't have to pay like insurance for you or you know taxes on you and things like that. Like they don't have to pay for 401k, like they, you, they don't have to pay you any benefits. Therefore, they can just straight up write you a check for the exact amount and and Bob's your uncle. And yeah, so I mean, contracting sounds beautiful because, you know, uh-huh. when, when you get to it, because you're like, fuck yeah, that's a ton of money. That's more money than I was making at my last job. And right. then you're like, taxes, and now I don't got any health insurance, and now I got to do this, and I got to pay for that. And you realize that a lot of those benefits do kind of stack up. They're, right. they're kind of, well, they're tangibles, but they're, they're not necessarily part of the actual line item. Although right. I have had jobs before that have, that have included as part of their offer package. Like they've, they've, you know, written out the value of, of each of those items uh, <laughs> to sort of give you a total compensation package number. Now, of uh-huh. course, they, they haven't then deducted taxes from it because they're trying right. to make that number look as big as possible. Yeah, I that <laughs> the, somebody tried to, to show me that where essentially it's like I was like, how much are you going to pay me? It's like, well, here's how much your benefits, benefits package is worth. And I'm like, that's not what I fucking asked. Like, <laughs> I don't care how much how much the total is that you are going to pay me plus what you have to pay to employ me. Like, I don't, I don't need to know that. That's not, that's not going to tell me how many Taco Bell burritos I can buy. Like that's, that is, uh, that is important math that I need to know. Uh, like if, if you line item out $5,000 in recompensed dog walking fees per year, <laughs> like I don't have $5,000 in dog walking fees per year. That is a so, that is a feature I don't need. So it's kind of like when a current employer tells me that there are childcare services that I could take advantage of, and I'm like, 
I ain't got no babies. Unless unless you motherfuckers gonna babysit my dog, <laughs> I do not care about your child care services. <laughs> Some of those things are mixed bags, just like that. Like, I don't necessarily need dog walking fees on account of I don't have a dog. You don't need uh-huh. child care services because you don't have a child. So putting those as, like, line <laughs> item benefits is, is a little bit misleading because it's not necessarily yeah. impacting your personal bottom line. Right. Sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. And uh, honestly, they should probably maybe cater those to the... I mean, it, it hasn't happened in, in too many like interviews. Like, I think I've only, only had that in, like, two interviews where uh, they did not... Their offer was not as strong as it should have been, and so they padded the numbers with, hey, here's all the extra benefits we're paying for you. And I'm like, nice try. <laughs> But I, I know you're gonna pay me less than I make now. And now I've seen some of those, you know, uh, car when they're trying to sell cars. There's, you know, some new companies out there that are trying to sell no bullshit car pricing, where it's like we're not going to show you a price that's too high so that you can talk us down. Like this is our firm price. Right. So I could see that becoming something that might be popular in terms of jobs where they, they show you exactly how much we're going to put into your bank account after everything is subtracted. <laughs> right. But then, of course, the same way that it works with the car, the car is actually more <laughs> expensive than it necessarily needs to be because they're, right. you know, they're giving you the benefit of this no bullshit, no haggle pricing. So we're going to pay you 10% less because we're going to do that hard, hard math for you. Oof. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I need honesty that bad, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Just go ahead and like, you know, let let me do the rounding and uh Just give you the top line and and we'll play how much am I actually gonna get roulette. <laughs> you know, sometimes it, it's nerve wracking, but sometimes it can be exciting. Like see that first paycheck Except for the time when I took a pay cut and I was like, oh, it's not going to be that bad. And then I saw the first check and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. oh, it's Ooh. real bad. Oh, this, this is no bueno. <laughs> Remember how you like to get those Brazilian blowouts every two weeks, dear? <laughs> okay. I don't know what a Brazilian blowout is. <laughs> But it does seem like a service we could stop and still survive. <laughs> just, just saying. Um, all right, you want a question from the internet? Let's take a question from the internet. Let's not take a question from the internet. Are you ready for an issue for the... Fuck me in the ass. Not ready for that either, Derek. <laughs> oh, are you ready for an... <sighs> I am ready for an issue from the internet. No, you will be ready when I successfully ask you whether or not you are ready. <laughs> are you ready for an issue from the internet? Yes, Derek, I am I am ready for an issue from the internet. <laughs> That's totally the first time I had to ask that. Um All right, this has there there's no title on this, so we're going to call them Fluffernutter. <laughs> Fluffernutter says <sighs> I don't even know what happened, but I was let go on the first day, even though it was training at a family restaurant. I nailed the interview for the position as a busser or assistant server 
and the manager wanted to know if I could start right away, which I said yes, since I didn't have anything to do for the summer, It's since it's my free time. So I was really excited because I'm a college student that doesn't have too much work experience other than a plumbing assistant due to me being full-time, I guess full-time as a student. I messed up a bit on the first day, and I didn't know what to expect, but I was going a little slow, even though the restaurant was kind of busy, and most of the staff likes me, including the person training me. They told me, don't take it personal if I get yelled at by the manager or owner, which they never did because they took it easy on me. I received a message from the manager that they couldn't find me in their work schedule, and that they thought one of the bidders would be gone for the summer. I don't know what bidders is. But he told them that he's staying, so I was let go or fired. So I was really sad because I needed a job to save money for a car. Has this experience happened to anyone? So they were training to be a busser or an assistant, assistant server, and they did really well. Everybody liked them. And then one of the regular assholes was like, fuck you. I ain't going nowhere. You'll pry this job out of my cold, dead hands. And then they go on to make the movie about how the aspiring busboy murdered the, the, <laughs> the incumbent busser. I mean, I've I've actually seen this happen to a couple of people that I know in, in almost exactly the same way, like uh, where they have interviewed for a job. They've even started the job and Oof. someone who had quit the job, quit the job, mind you said, I don't want this job anymore, you can take it, <laughs> came back in and said, actually, I changed my mind on that whole I quit thing. And they were like, cool, uh, hey, new person, see ya. Wow. That, oh, that is shitty. Boy, it sucks working in a right-to-work state, isn't it? Man. Yeah, it kind of blows uh, on, on a, f- a couple different levels. Fuck. Yeah, but shit like that is just terrible. It is, because, you know, if somebody, if it was the person quit and came back, like, that might shake up some stuff on the job, but all things considered, like, not a big deal. Like, of course, HR is going to shit themselves because they just, like, did all the all the termination paperwork, and now they got to turn right around and rehire this asshole. But for the most part, like, not a big deal. But if somebody else has quit a job and come to work there, and is now expecting to continue to receive employment and compensation from said company. And they're like, ah, never mind. So I think the, the way to solve this is that person just honestly goes back into work the next day. Because if, if one person can leave a job and then decide not to leave a job, then why can't two people? <laughs> Basically do the same thing. Yeah. And, and then you just have to fight it out. Like, then you have a bus off. See who can clear <laughs> the tables the fastest. Oh, man. See, I was joking before about some sort of, like, murder-related <laughs> busboy movie. But now I want to see, like, a Rocky training montage of him, like, finding somebody who is really good. Like, the uh, like the deposed, like, former champion of... of bus boys like he goes to find him and he's in a gutter somewhere and so he goes and trains with him i'm out of that game (laughs) it's like sir i know but but i really need your help i need you to train me to to beat this kid it's like what's his name it's like his name's you know steve miller 
Not that Steve Miller. I fucking hate that kid. <laughs> Steve Miller took my left hand. That was my bussin' hand. <laughs> that was my bussin' hand. <laughs> See, now that, this is a redemption story I can get behind. <laughs> I, I think this question was asked not too recently, but I may go and leave this as an answer posthumously <laughs> because this deserves to find the light of day. And it's a great, it's a, it's like, if you come in and you, ch- and you challenge the, uh, <laughs> the current bus boy to a bus off and you have the, the skills to back it up, I think you'll earn yourself the job back. Like no, no shit. You, you probably got a good shot of, of at least like earning their respect. So fucking do it. <laughs> In a world with dirty tables. <laughs> Two boys join to get dirty. <laughs> All right, Derek. Uh, Want to punch the clock? Yeah, let us punch that clock. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, you can buy us a coffee or two at bit.l. Uh <laughs> Oh, oh, you're going to kill me, Frank. Oh, I'll buy you a coffee, Frank. Not not like Starbucks, but like I'll buy you like I'll buy you, I'll buy you a couple of cured K-cups. How about that? You can buy us a coffee or two at bit.ly forward slash W-L-I-K-O-F-I. That's W-L-I coffee. You can also visit our merch store at bit.ly forward slash W-L-I merch. If you have any questions you'd like for us to answer on air, send them to questions at WLICast.com. You can visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash WLICast or on Twitter at WLNBalance and use the hashtag WLICast. This has been the Work Life and Balance podcast. I'm unemployed. (laughs) And I'm sad for my friend Frank. And with that, I think we're going to have to transfer you. <laughs> Frank, we, we got some leftovers if you want to come have some dinner. I, I know times is rough. <laughs> uh, thank you, Derek. That's, is it some of that dark web Asian food? It is. It is actually uh, some leftover black market Korean food. <laughs> How do you feel about various and miscellaneous pig parts? Covered in gochujang. (laughs) (laughs) Mystery meat in a delicate brown sauce. (laughs) Would that you were wrong, my friend. Would that you were wrong. Now, is this lady kind of auntie-like in in demeanor and bearing? Absolutely. Okay, it's it's okay to get, uh, you know, dark web food from, from an auntie. Right, yeah. I mean, she is, she is very much so... And an aunt that is not related by blood, somebody that you would trust to prepare possibly precarious pig parts. <laughs> See, now then you could you could get into the grandma, and that's okay too, right? Unless she's got an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> then you're yeah. into like gangster territory, right? Like this old Yo. lady runs a gang. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I want uh, the <laughs> souffle from uh, Yakuza Grandma. But other than that, I think we're good.